0: right so we are doing a seminar titled why are you dating why are you dating now this is a provocative statement or a question from the beginning in fact questions such as these really provoke or evoke negativity. In this humanistic and human rights world, the response would be a lashing out or ignoring the request or simply walking away and continuing doing what you please to do. But we are Christians who strive to be biblical in everything So we use the Bible to answer questions. The question is, is dating biblical? Let me first answer this with a few definitions. Sorry. Let me go and ask, is dating in the Bible? And then I want to define what dating is. I hope you are tracking with me. So what is dating? Simply put, a dating partner refers to the person you are in a relationship with. And I found this definition also helpful. Uh, it's, It's quite an elaborate definition. It says, nowadays the word dating and its connotations are extremely ambiguous and at best is used to loosely define an open relationship or togetherness with no relationship. Dating goes on for a period where both par- both persons enjoy each other's companies, company but are not sure about the future or the feelings they have for each other. Seeing someone hanging out and phrases like this carry the same meaning. so for example it's one who is of the opposite sex whom you share everything with but for some peculiar reason you fall very short of marriage you take each other out for dinner you go out for shows and this is not bad in and of itself but I hope you're getting where I'm going. That a lot of dating relationships today are pseudo or shadow marriages. People go so far, but fall short of going to the aisle. It's like, well, we live together. We spend a lot of time together. We do all sorts of things together that is that, that, that are only um, exclusive to marriage, but we are not going to commit to marriage. That's what the dating culture says. We're going to do everything necessary to convince people to try to convince the onlooking world that we are some sort of uh, married people but we won't get into marriage. Definitely not. We will prolong. And when you ask why, you get people lashing out at you Christians. Pastor, you're in my business. What's that to you? So it is simply put in my own words, trying to trying the, the every shoe that fits. It is also moving from per, one person to another in order to get some physical pleasure or try to get validation from people through moving from one person to another so a lot of what we see in the dating culture is people who big themselves up and say i'm, I'm the guy i've gone through 80 women i've gone through 100 women all the women is like yeah yeah What a man can do, I can do even better. And, you know, there's thousands of body counts or whatever. But it's not only that. It is being emotionally attached to someone In such a way that you develop a dependency on them such that even if you are not married as I said earlier on you are in a pseudo marriage already so it is it is the the dating relationships are so much so that the person becomes dependent on the other person such that they cannot live or survive without them whereby that person is now playing the role of the husband or the wife but there has not not been any commitment that has been made to say you are the person i'm going to spend the rest of my life with. to say you are the person i am willing to live with in sickness or in hell and health till death do us part that is a myth nowadays it's like well you know i just want some physical pleasure Just, you know, for us to be seen together, maybe holding each other's hands in the mall, going out for movies, maybe going to watch a rugby match, maybe, you know, even coming to church together. And, you know, we just, we're just, you know, in a relationship. There's no, there's no direction. There's no end goal. There's no end game. If you ask what is your game plan, there's no, tangible answer there's no tangible convincing answer to say okay so you have said you are dating this person where are you going now the bible addresses or recognizes betrothal and marriage when you go into the bible there's no words for dating the dating culture there is no even the word courtship but we understand courtship to mean betrothal now to betroth is to promise by one's truth men and women were betrothed when they were engaged to be married so that is betrothal this usually took place a year or before marriage a, a year or more before marriage from the time of betrothal the woman was regarded as the lawful wife of the man whom she was betrothed so deuteronomy 28 30 judges 14 2 judges fourteen eight, matthew chapter 1 verse 18 to 21 the famous famous passage of joseph and mary so the in other words, this is the period of engagement preceding marriage. Now, betrothal in the Bible was binding. <laughs> it was binding. It was as strong as marriage. <clears throat> Such, so much so that Joseph wanted to divorce Mary quietly because she was found with child. In Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 to 21. They were betrothed and she was wondering, we haven't slept together? Why is this woman pregnant? So him being a noble man wanted to divorce her. He took that seriously to say, how have you fallen pregnant? So betr- be- uh, betrothal was binding. It was established between two families and sealed by the exchange of gifts during this period the couple did not live together and sexual relations with each other at this stage was regarded as equivalent to adultery they, they took it very serious so you could actually call off the betrothal and say no 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 you are being unfaithful so on your way off 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 you go so friends what does this mean for us today and i'll suggest something which is going to send a few tongues wagging the suggestion is that dating in our dead age, is to be essentially treated as a brother and sister relationship in the Lord. <laughs> it should be treated as so in the church. Dating, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> is to be treated as a brother and sister relationship in the Church of Christ. So when your brother or sister in the Lord, this is in the church, has become an apparent suitor in marriage, then the process begins to be unrolled. The process of betrothal and marriage. That's the suggestion. So the suggestion, friends, is for us to have a radical change of mind. It is to say, My brothers and sisters, when I am now entering into a relationship, it is with the view of betrothal and marriage. It is not to say, No. It's not saying, I'm just trying to see if it, it will work. That's not what we're supposed to do. When we enter into a relationship or a dating relationship, it is with the view that you know what i want to marry this person and marry them soon christians should not date or don't date like the world and the problem here friends is that that exists amongst us is that once a brother has weighed the sister the sisters in the church and one and found one to be the ideal partner for them they begin to isolate the sister too early they begin it's, it's worrying actually because i say this as one who has also sadly been in in, in such a scenario whereby there is not enough guidance from the elders or guidance from the church itself to say, Brother or sister, you're in a relationship now. Why are you quickly isolating yourself? So, for example, there are people, uh, and it's not necessarily in this church, but people who would want to abscond or miss out on activities, church related activities, because they are having mafaro somewhere else no no pastor i just can't come today uh i've got issues at home meanwhile the brother or sister is with the boyfriend or girlfriend and they've gone out for golf or volleyball or something and then someone texts, oh brother we are with your people here ah. guys what happened what happened so this issue of isolation needs to be paid attention to my advice would be friends whether you're you're considering to get into a, a relationship now or whenever or when the, you are in one right now don't be too quick to isolate someone so when I, when I say isolate I'm saying don't be too quick to take them out of the crowd such that you are now having them for yourself that is very dangerous that is breeding grounds. For sin. Trust me when I say this. Don't be too quick to say, ah, no, now I'm the king of the manor. All right? So, maybe you find weekends or whatever, spare time, you're now going to isolated places, isolated movies, theaters, maybe where no one knows you, stuff like that. Some people, there are some people that even plan to go on holidays together. That is that is tremble worthy. Why are you in a rush to remove yourself from Christian fellowship so that such that you end up alone together with nothing but your feelings remaining? Why would you want to awaken love before it's ready? If you are wanting to marry, if you are burning with passion, young man, Anthony. If you come to me as a Pastor, I'm burning with passion, I will say, go and marry. We go on a searching expedition. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, serious. I'll say, brother, listen, listen, this is what the Lord will be pleased with you. You are burning with passion. You don't know where to put your passion. There's your wife there's your wife and we see that in in song of Solomon three times the daughters of Jerusalem are given this charge do not stir up or awaken love until it pleases some people just say you know that's how it is let's get on with it <laughs> then they get in a muddle for years and years why don't enter into something if you're not ready. That's that's the charge. Listen to this quotation. Well, if you want to see, read Song of Solomon, it's a very short book. But the, the, the places where they're given the charge is 2 verse 7, 3 verse 5, and 8 verse 4. You can go and look at that in your own time. 2 verse 7, 3 verse 5, and 8 verse 4. Listen to this quotation. There is a danger in trying to force love or stir up passions before their time. There is a tendency, especially among the young, to fall victim to puppy love or to mistake an infatuation for true love. The speaker in the Song of Solomon would save us much grief. The charge not to awaken love until it pleases is a warning against entertaining romantic relationships too young. It is a warning against becoming so desperate to find love that we start looking for it in all the wrong places. It is a warning against trying to manufacture feelings of love where there were none to begin with. That is a very scary statement. There's uh, one of the brothers who used to say, are you in love? Or are you in love with the idea of falling in love? Are you, do you really love this person, or you are you are infatuated and and, and 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 you are in love with the idea of falling in love? So, for example, you see a lady in the church, and you see that she's looking good. The sister is looking fine, daughters of Jerusalem, and then you're just sitting there. Yeah, uh, uh, picture me with that lady. Picture me rolling. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Especially when come out water. picture me rolling. Uh. Brothers and sisters, (laughs) that is not love. (laughs) It should be done away with. That's not love. That's eye candy. It's lust. Get to know the person. Of course, I'm not saying looks are not important. They are. But I wouldn't put them as a primary. Never. They're not primary. They are not primary. If you think that looks are primary... Then you've got a warped view of that. Warped view. I was gonna add some of <laughs> my views, but I will I will I will not add that view. <laughs> Blindfold, you know it. Most of you guys know it, but I will I won't add. <laughs> Blindfold. In fact, let me just say it. Okay. <laughs> In a setting like this. Uh, with the, with the, in a room full of Christians, single ladies who are Christians and single guys who are Christians, we should be able to blindfold you and say, whoever you touch, you marry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Radical, <laughs> I know you're going to comment, but that no. one, <laughs> right? I thought I would just make us laugh because this is a serious conversation. So, friends, anyway, the the, the, the the last thought before I heard that one was poses a few questions in our minds. When I enter into a re- romantic relationship with someone, what is the direction we're headed? So many heartbreaks would be avoided in the church if we all took this route. Number two, is dating long beneficial for me and this person's sexual purity, but secondly, emotional stability? (laughs) Is dating for a long period, three years, four years, is it beneficial for you? For your sexual purity and your emotional stability, it's just a question you answer. Number three: Why have I not set clear boundaries in as far as touching, intimacy, and how we talk is concerned? More, more on this later. So sadly, friends, most of us have, have gone through shameful courtships where the reasons of being in them were selfish me myself and i they were impure sexual or sexting flirtatious sexting is just flirting with someone sexually on the phone you don't really have sex physically but you have sex in your mind and heart. that's sexting or that we were ill-advised feelings driven and had nothing to do with getting into marriage. They were for self-fulfillment. Most of our courtships uh, were, or most of our relationships were not really, you know, they were not really heading anywhere. It was just for me. For example, there are people who are afraid, who were afraid to be alone. So they got into relationships. There are people who dated for sport what I would call skating around and ma- and leaving many dead bodies and body counts as possible. so what am what am I talking about? I'm saying on your routine as you are dating what you're doing is that you are le- you're you are breaking sisters or or brothers hearts one two if if you're a sexual you've messed that person's life up they'll never be the same again. They will be forgiven, but they'll never be the same again. Some things are very, they're very hard to unlearn or unremember or delete. So, and this was living in sin. Just like the Gentiles and pagans who Paul says, of in Ephesians 2, when we are speaking of Christ breaking down the walls of hostility, in verse 12, he says, remember that you at at that time were separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope, listen to this, and without God in the world. That was the state of Gentiles. Really, if you think about it, they had no God. These are the people who worship the unknown gods. And Paul is saying, some of us behave that way probably in our relationships. They're not pure. And friends, don't get me wrong. This is not prohibiting relationships. It's just for us to get a radical transformation in the way we view them, And I hope it challenges us. Through the spirit of God. How to view these things and how to pursue them the way God would have us. It would save us a lot of heartbreak. And a lot of mess in the church. So without God, but in Christ now, you you who were once off, they were far off. Gentiles were far off. Now they've been brought near by the blood of Christ. So Paul was saying, you used to live a certain way. Now you've been brought Near, live a certain way. You have been cleansed and sanctified. Change, radically change. You are no longer a, 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 a pagan. You are no longer in sin. So behave like one who's been sanctified. So he's saying radically change. Take a, 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 a complete turn and face the other way. And it's a call even for the marrieds to say, we are called to live like Christians. So that means that killing lust, killing sin in our lives, uh, you know, killing the, the the need to, you know, the, the temptation to fall into an adulterous relationship, whatever it is, it's we are to live radically different lives. So friends, Christ, as Christians, we ought to be different in our courtships. We ought to be different in all our relationships, including dating. They should be marked by sincerity and truth, not lying and being unclear. The intentions of why you want to befriend a member of the opposite sex in a particular manner should be clear from the onset. Don't play with people's hearts. Don't be wishy-washy. Know what you're getting yourself into and what a sad state of affairs it would be if one goes through the whole group in the church, dating everyone and they have so many exes and those exes are Christians who are bitter at each other, have you ever thought thought of that as one of the ways that could really cause bitterness and strife in churches? Just someone who's just dating everyone. One minute, you're yeah, with so and so. One minute, you're yeah, with so and so. Go, my God, Zodini, brother. I, your no, brother? I don't want this one. Now I want this one. Okay, you date, you date. Oh, okay, fine. Those ladies are now hating each other. And they are bitter at one another. It means more work for the pastor. <laughs> more work for the elders to be dealing with bitter congregants i'm bitter i'm bitter i'm bitter i'm bitter that brother or that that guy so friends you can either win or lose someone through dating (laughs) do not awaken love if you are not prepared to commit why disturb someone who is settled so in other words if a sister is settled and you see that she's okay where she is, leave her alone. <laughs> leave her alone. Otherwise, the moment you say, hi, you have just disturbed her. The moment you show intentions which are not really normal intentions, <laughs> <laughs> then you have already mesmerized the sister. And I'm saying this to the guys say we know that you know for some of our christian sisters they are looking for marriage some are not being approached by godly men because godly men have gone to sleep they are too busy with careers and too busy with porn and too busy uh not wanting to take responsibility and so the sisters will be waiting 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 wait up until a tiger comes from outside. And the tiger will mesmerize. Once she what once you mesmerizes, she will be now saying, ah, inini pastor to say, no, but this one is not a Christian. No, 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 becomes another issue. But don't disturb unless you're ready. On the flip side, there are people who are dating and who have not. Who, sorry, who are dating and are not married, but have thrown everything into the relationship such that when it's time to break up, people can't because they are practically married. All right? This is my advice to dating people. Don't throw your oar. <laughs> you will take me late. I'm not saying be like the world. You know how the world says, don't go hat. No, no, no. What I'm saying, is that don't behave as if you are married because you are not. You are not married. I would advise against opening joint bank accounts with your girlfriend. I would advise against starting a joint business from wisdom I would advise not to share so much intimate details to the point that that person seems like they know you more than anyone else haven't you seen those relationships where the boyfriend and the girlfriend are so intertwined and so together that when you try to talk to them it's like you're hitting a brick wall because They know each other practically like like they're married. It's like, no, pastor, this is our relationship. And yet, there's no commitment. Ask yourself, why are so many passion crimes going around? It's because many relationships are worse than divorce. That's why... You hear that that foolish guy, Pango, who shot that lady at Zimex. He was working at Zimex. Shot that lady. It's foolish. Whereby you you are saying no no no. If no if I can't have a no one will have them. Now the point is, friends, in the Christian church, there's no place like that. We will find you and break you up and say, no, 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 I think, Abba, you're now abusing the lady. She will step aside, Shaman. And if not church discipline. Or the lady, you say, no, no, lady, leave this guy alone, you're not healthy. If you don't want church discipline. I think the church needs to be that radical. To say, Abba, ah, there's an there is just an unhealthy relationship, it needs to be done, done away with. Where by now, the man is ordering the woman around, get my bag, uh, 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 or the woman is saying, get my bags, and the man is carrying the bags, get my things, they, get my th- let's go, munojama, mota, let's do this. Uh, are you married? Is this your wife? No, 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 but it's serious, friends, it's serious. Let's be serious. Let's have a conversation, a loving conversation to say, if you want to do that, there's no problem. We can organize. We can organize. a problem. If you want to say, Michelle, let's go. Right now, I can't stand in your way, brother, because I know you're married. There's no problem. But now where you want to enjoy the fruit of, of marriage without the commitment, that's where the issue is. To say, now, brother or sister, It's not all right. I I remember just a vague example. I won't mention names. (sighs) The brother had to now tell the woman to say, the the woman was so demanding and so controlling and so needy such that the the brother had to say, you know what, actually, I'm not married to you. We, 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 We started off on the wrong foot. Let us restart or break up because everything, you want me to do everything. I'm paying school fees. I'm doing so, so many things, you know. I'm paying school fees. I mean, are you meant to be paying school fees for your girlfriend university? Let's be serious. Here, you know you're not. They've got parents. You just do it because you feel like, oh, I need to do it so that I can earn favor. But that's not exactly your role. You pay school fees for your wife, and the wife pays school fees for her husband. <laughs> that's how it is. The moment you do that to someone who's not you're, you're not married to, it's a risk. So, let me just conclude by. I've got two conclusions. First of all, I want to give. A quick rundown of practical of practicalities. What's the biblical ideal? The biblical ideal is that marry and marry in the Lord. That's the first thing. There's no other thing, friends. If you want a mate, a partner, marry. A, do not unnecessarily prolong courtship. That's unwise. I put unnecessarily because I know that there are some some courtships that don't get you know, they, they, they don't end quickly because of many issues in africa i've got so many issues lobola what what number two i would advise that you don't enter into any dating relationship if you don't have a, a clear and tangible assurance or a plan to marry don't so for example the lady she must have clear tangible assurance the man must plan to marry simple See dating and enjoying what is only reserved for marriage is sin this includes sexting kissing touching inappropriately rubbing of thighs and public or private fondling or just you know rubbing of thighs Riding, rubbing, marry marry if you want to do that marry and enjoy the covenant of marriage as god has designed it to be this is why we emphasize this E, don't take shortcuts. Flee cohabiting, flee sleepovers, flee seclusion, flee inappropriate jesting and touching. For example, don't sext. If If you want your relationship to be pure, don't flirt. Because if you flirt, it will lead to another thing. If you're really wanting to pursue biblical courtship, don't flirt. Sadly, many have because we're human, we're sinful. C, yo, E, F, wait till you get married. It doesn't make sense to me when single Christians just burn and continue to burn with passion when God has provided a way. Or better yet, God has provided an outlet. Say amen with me. An outlet. Amen. (laughs) Huh? God did not leave you as as, as someone who is... Uh, totally unattended to. (laughs) Said if you want an outlet, leave the pawn, leave the hands, leave all these things. Go to your marriage partner. The problem is that in Africa, we are not too resilient enough to fight the status quo because we believe Lovola is such a big mountain man Get over that mountain. Face it like a man. Get your head in the right place. And do what you gotta do. When we say Mary, we don't mean to make it seem like we're better than you. But we're feeling sorry for you because a lot of you are burning and those flames are all over the place including other people's marriages <laughs> hallelujah including so some, some people's passions are burning they don't want to get married so their passions burn and they affect other people's marriages because now they're after other people's spouses instead of hey dude get your heads in the game and get your spouse what does paul say in first corinthians chapter 7 because of sexual immorality let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband it is only right one one, one. not polygamy not whatever one and God has provided it's not shameful to say marriage can be an outlet it's not shameful people want to spiritualize it well you know i'm marrying to paint the picture of christ what is the picture of christ in the church tell me give me an exposition what does that look like no you know i'm just waiting brother you know these women are not godly oh okay where are you Conclusion. <laughs> no, you won't fall and die. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I've just got a few minutes. <laughs> Friends, listen, I'll, 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 I'll leave you with two scriptures and I'm done. Right? Conclusion. Here's some scriptural advice or scriptural emphatic teaching from the very word of god which is god himself speaking to you and consider god speaking to you today proverbs eighteen twenty two. he who finds a wife it doesn't say he who finds a girlfriend he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the lord it doesn't say he who finds a girlfriend it does not say that he who finds a wife so friends let us encourage each other to marry. Go against these voices and this cultural stuff, this nonsense about school and whatever. That is nonsense. Marry. That's my encouragement to you. The Bible encourages us to marry, so I'm encouraging you to marry. It's going there. I'm not going against the state. I'm not saying, no, don't marry. I'm saying marry. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9. But if they cannot control themselves, let them marry. He's talking about the unmarried and the widows. But if they cannot control themselves, let them marry. Listen to this, the Apostle Paul, the emphatic word of God. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Wow. I wish, I I wish, I wish someone told me this when I was younger. (laughs) I wish, I wish, I wish someone told me this when I was younger because it would have saved me a lot. Like, ah, you're not ready, brother. You're not ready. We should not be Ah, no. So, dear friends, this afternoon, why are you dating? Amen.